0: Like our mission is to just you know live in a world where no mom or child or or caregiver is left behind, and just really fill those gaps. And we do that by providing diapers and you know formula and clothes and stuff. But we also we also are a community for them. We are someone that doesn't judge them. We listen to their story. We just we see them and we hear them and we, we just are someone that they can kind of lean into when they need to, you know? Mm-hmm. And with saying that though, our mission is, or not our mission, sorry. One of our uh, taglines is like, we, we offer a hand up, not a handout, right? we we, because we, we know that, that there are so many people out there that can get up and that can get a job and that can do these things but they've, they've always been told otherwise. They've been beaten down. They've been abused. They've been neglected. So their toolbox, their emotional toolbox, is fairly empty. And so we are trying to fill their toolbox for them by loving on them and donating to them and making sure that they feel empowered.
1: You are listening to episode 279 on University of Adversity. Life is going to give you challenges, struggles, it's going to force you to face your fears. Even though these may feel like your worst enemy, in truth, these are actually your greatest allies. My name is Lance Isios. Welcome to the University of Adversity. Welcome back to the show. If you're brand new to University of Adversity, it's your first time dropping in with us. Welcome. All you regular listeners, welcome back. Appreciate you guys so much, just really want you to know that. Today's guest is a good friend of mine, awesome human being. Her name is Andrea Delph. She's the branch director for Mamas for Mamas in Vancouver. Andrea started a small charity on Facebook in 2012 that consisted of members posting items they need or posting items that they wanted to donate. She was then connected to Mamas for Mamas in 2019 and has since shut down her charity It is now working full time with the mamas so a very powerful conversation here we talked about a lot we talked about what's going on in the world now we talked about poverty um and i really want you guys to walk away with a deeper understanding of poverty and how we can all get together and help on a more emotional and spiritual way how to develop compassion, how to understand more of what these people are going through and really just having understanding that everybody has a story and everybody is doing their best with what they have. And I hope that with this show that we can provide the tools to whoever is struggling right now in your situation, that we can provide you some sort of insight, inspiration or education that can help you get speed up your struggle that you're going through help you realize that it is part of your journey and help you get to the next level i know it's challenging then we're going through hard times i know that but i hope that bringing episodes like this to you guys and opening up our awareness and having a greater sense of compassion for others and understanding will help us move forward so If you guys do get value from this, please share this with a friend. And if you really want to support the show, the best way to do that right now is to go leave us a five-star review on Apple. It really matters. The more reviews we get, the more subscribers we get, the more Apple will show our podcast in the top charts, which means it gets more exposure. More exposure means we can help more people. So I would ask you if you please, if you do feel called to support the show, that's the best way. Obviously, subscribing wherever you're watching, and on YouTube, we're available if you want to watch the video as well. That's it for me. Let's get into it. Andrea Delf coming right up. Here we go, Andrea. We're making it happen. How are you doing today?
0: Hi, good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me on today. Uh,
1: so excited to connect again. Um, we connected. How many months ago was it now? Just on the it chat. Was,
0: it was in July. That
1: July.
0: Yeah, when I call, we had a, a Zoom call.
1: Hmm.
0: we had a little quick call and then uh and here we are finally so yeah yeah
1: Yeah. a lots, a lot's happened a lot's
0: yeah
1: lots changed a lot's going on in the world so you know oh where do we even begin with this craziness Mm -hmm. in the world we're in the same city so we've kind of seen the same sort of stuff happening um Mm -hmm. in vancouver and at this point it's kind of unknown as to like where things are going there's a lot of un a lot of weirdness in the air it feels like but mm-hmm. if you could kind of before we get into you know what you're up to and and all the amazing things for mamas for mamas and and all the all the stuff that we're going to talk about i would love if you could walk us through your journey the last 9 months
0: okay and on a per, on a personal level yeah or? like yeah.
1: Yeah. Let me sort of, so we all have had the different perspective on this thing. And what I really want to find out is like, how have, what has been the biggest challenge for you? And what are some of the things that you have had to do that you have applied in your own life Mm -hmm. to get through some of these things?
0: Um, Well, I think, you know, here's the, the truth. The truth is, is that because of the industry that I'm in, I am always uh, in a place of gratitude, no matter what. Mm. So I have a roof over my head. I have food. I have an income. I, you know, all these things. I have a car, a family. So I, um, in terms of, I can still answer that though. And I think the, the answer would be patience because I'm kind of one of those people, like I'll, I'll get an idea in my head about making a dish and then I'm at the store in five minutes buying (laughs) the ingredients and making the dish and that kind of thing. So I, 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 that the freedom that I had before this, um, is something that I don't think that we ever, like we all probably just took for granted because why, you know, we didn't know any different. Um, so for me, it's been patience and I've had to really practice, practice that, um, in, in my life. And I think it's been good. It's been good to just slow down, you know, just be more present and, slow down and kind of journal more and catch up on books and that kind of thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's been the ultimate test to really see the, the, you know, like we take it, we take for granted the simple things. Yeah, You know, yeah. Oh, like yeah. we take, we take for granted. And I think in that regard it's been it's going to be a very powerful way of showing people what that is. And because, you know, the gratitude is a practice that I talk about a lot and that in my life helped me a lot. So being in the moment now and really taking, like understanding all the things that we do have versus what we don't have yeah, is so important. And because when those things come back, Like even the simplest things, like when after a lockdown and then you're allowed to go do these like really simple things that were like,
0: and,
1: and we never appreciated things like that before.
0: No, we didn't.
1: And we almost needed that, you know? Oh, you know
0: what? In April, I just remember thinking, wow, like the world needed humility mm. and, and right. And the, 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 like some, some of us needed humility and some of us needed help. And yeah. that is what I saw in a way that I've never seen in my life before. Mm-hmm. I think that was, it's been hard in a lot of ways, but I think that there's also been pulled from this will be a lot of lessons and a lot of people, like when when April hits uh, or March, April, We had people, I can't tell you how many messages we had saying, you know, I've been wanting to give back for so long. I own a business or my family. We've been talking for so long, years even about, you know, donating to charity and doing this, but I I haven't ever because I've just, you know, the months turn into to years, right. Mm -hmm. And you're on this hamster wheel, you know, and, and so those people, we've been able to be a vehicle for them to now, to now every, like I said earlier, slowing down, everyone's kind of had to slow down and that's been good.
1: So. the the patient's aspect in the acceptance of the present moment. It's there's a lot of things that are like real life lessons.
0: Yes, Oh man. <laughs> it's like don't you look back sometimes and you're like gosh, who who did we think that we were?
1: <laughs> I know.
0: I know. No, I mean it's, yeah, we're just we're do, we're doing what we were used to do. But I, I you know, you probably see memories pop up on your phone or on social media and I had a funny memory uh, come up of a, a birthday party of mine a few years ago and my friends were all passing around a bottle of fireball
1: oh my god <laughs> it's, just, awesome.
0: it's just, right it is just wild the things that like you say the things that we did or were able to do we didn't even think twice about it
1: mm.
0: you know so man, yeah, i don't know
1: yeah yeah and i think now we're at a point where I th- like it's really important that we start to focus on the solution versus the problem. Yes. And I know a lot of people get wrapped up in the problem. You can go down many rabbit holes and at the end of the day, we need to figure out, you know, what can we do to fix the situation within ourselves yeah. and with our communities and people around us? Because that's really what matters, you know, like what is the solution?
0: Uh-huh. That's, that's <laughs> it. Right, that's it,
1: and it's yeah. it's one of those things where I think it's an interesting time, and our energy is so is better focused on figuring out the solution, and mm-hmm. what that is for everybody is different,
0: mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I think um, what one thing that's been really kind of beautiful to see unfold is a community, because mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, charity doesn't doesn't solve poverty community does really so we um just seeing seeing that and 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 just being able to um kind of surround ourselves like at work anyway with with we're all like-minded and we all have the same heart and we all have the same intention Mm -hmm. and um and and it's been really cool to see the the community around us even you even people like you being a being a part of that and 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 being our cheerleader and helping us um has this has been just beautiful and and honestly like you know i i don't know I, i know some people that have the news on every day and they live in that in that cesspool of fear right Mm. and um it's 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 hard you you know you hear all the all the cases going up and all the deaths and you know all the stories and and um but I'm you know I feel so grateful because we're on the other side of that and the and the things that we see every day at work are beautiful and so I'm so glad for that community you know? Mm. And, um, it's just, it's such a bright light. It's such a, it's, it's, it's very humbling to be a, to be a part of that right now.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and one of my main passions and callings that I feel is to really bring awareness to mental health and Mm -hmm. healing and addictions and all of that. And yeah, it's such an important, It's really the most important thing in my mind it bring awareness to is mental health. Yeah. And the journey of how people, you know, the, how they got to where they are and the things along the way that really, um, you know, took them down the road that it took them down and why they're there and how to help them get out of it. And I think, again, when there's all this craziness going on, we have to figure out well how do we how do we fix this like how and i love what you're doing and i would love if you could get into um talk about mamas for mamas a bit like give people a bit of like a background about what it's about and kind of what do you see on a daily basis
0: Okay. Uh, So Mamas for Mamas originated in Kelowna actually in 2014. So the founder, her name is Shannon. uh, She was actually in the middle of getting her master's in psychology and and she was uh, seeing around, she had had her second child and she was seeing around her a lot of just gaps in support. And there's a lot of red tape, right? So, you know, in, in terms of, of applying for, for grants and applying for, for uh, income assistance and all sorts of different avenues. So she um, decided to start this charity out of her garage. So she started collecting items from mamas in her community, right? And then she started a little Facebook page. And so they would start trading items on the page right? Like, so for your kids, things that you need a crib or, 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 or food and stuff like that. Uh, and then she uh, came into a little bit of of money through a family member that had passed away actually. And so she opened up an office. And then what happened was Jillian Harris became like an ambassador. Do you know Jillian Harris?
1: I've heard the name.
0: Yeah. She, she's from Vancouver actually. Mm. Um, she um, she became an ambassador, and Jillian is um, is someone. She's got two kids. She lives in Kelowna, and she's just really really well connected. But she also has a really big heart. And so she, as soon as she kind of came on and started talking about Mama's on Instagram and stuff, it kind of just it kind of went from there. And anyway, they they've been running this incredible organization. They have a social worker, they have a counselor, and then we expanded out to Vancouver a year and a half ago, but it was just online. And it was just myself and another girl, Anna, who's my partner. Then we were able to open up an office in September and it's in Richmond. Mm. Yeah. And so uh, what we see on a daily basis is just people doing the best they can um, that, and listen, I'll tell you what, uh, most of the time when like just the other day, this mama came into the office and everyone has a story that could bring you to your knees and that's the truth. And the problem is, is that um, they are, they, they, you know, so they've been raised in this environment. And listen, if you are blessed enough to be raised in a family where there was some boundaries and, and health and, and mental wealth until from like zero to six, then your chances of taking the better path are way greater than others. If you did not have that privilege, it's very difficult to get off that to get off that path. They will have children, and that those children will also um, a lot of the time take the same path. So we really we just like our mission is to just you know live in a world where no mom or child or or caregiver is left behind, and just really fill those gaps. And we do that by providing diapers and, you know, formula and clothes and stuff. But we also, we also are a community for them. We are someone that doesn't judge them. We listen to their story. We just, we see them and we hear them and we, we just are someone that they can kind of lean into when they need to, you know, Mm -hmm. And with saying that though, our mission is, or not our mission, sorry, one of our uh, taglines is like, we, we offer a hand up, not a handout, right? We, because we, we know that, that there are so many people out there that can get up and that can get a job and that can do these things, but they've, they've always been told otherwise. They've been beaten down, they've been abused, they've been neglected. So their toolbox, their emotional toolbox is fairly empty, and so we are trying to fill their toolbox for them by loving on them and donating to them and making sure that they feel empowered.
1: So, what do you see as being something like the main issue like that comes up a lot? Like is it childhood? Yeah.
0: Is that what you mean? Trauma, Trauma. always. Trauma is the number one, number one. And I don't know how to make that stop. Like, so this is what I'm saying. So right now, you know, we're dealing, we have some clients who, I mean, again, their story would bring you down and, um, and they're single, you know, they're single parents now and they're trying the best they can, but they've got mental health issues that of course as you know disease right that leads to physical health issues and uh, disability and so how do you how do you change that well we don't have the answers but what we're trying to do is we're trying to to help because okay the other day i was in downtown and i was at a red light and this guy on the street you know the with the signs and everything and he walked past my car and I was even like, don't look, don't look, don't look like I had kind of had that moment. And then I'm like, wait a second. Like you, you know, better than that. Right. So I looked at him and I smiled. I looked him in the eye and I smiled at him and he smiled back and I just waved and that was it. Mm. I didn't have any money on me, so I couldn't give him anything, but just, just to, to, to see, to not be afraid. Like we're all afraid of people on the streets and we're all afraid that we are going to be put in a position where we have to say no. Right. I don't have any money or I don't, or I don't want to give you money. You know, you're living on the streets or whatever, but uh, that needs to change. I want people to know that, um, that, you know, like Lazy isn't living on the streets in the cold, alone, and having no one to love on you. Lazy is not changing the freaking toilet paper roll, right? <laughs> That's lazy. It's, it's, a, it's a, it's, it's a beautiful thing to release the judgment that we all have around homelessness and mental health. And once that is released then there's a learning that it that that can come to all of us and all these lessons around it. And I would encourage anyone to to email me or or call me or and come in and talk about it. Because if you are someone that thinks that everyone on the streets for I'm using the homeless, I'm using the streets as an example right now, but if you are someone that thinks that those that those people are lazy or that they're um you know they're beggars, and they're you know n- not you know good enough or whatever then then that means that it's time to be educated
1: oh hundred percent agree hundred yeah. percent. <laughs> yeah, yeah the the judgment and the lack of compassion yeah and all that has to has to change and it's yeah. it's, it's so this this what's going on in Vancouver is is really mind-boggling with the amount of poverty and the amount of homelessness and
0: yeah
1: it's really sad and it's really yeah it's
0: yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard
1: it's hard to process yeah. because like these were all human beings who had, were born and had you know were children and had goals yeah. and dreams and then one one day something happened that led them down this road yeah and into this and and it's like we forget that these people we see are real humans who had goals and dreams and everything you know it's like we think oh what are they doing you know it's so easy for people to get judgmental mm-hmm. like because we see somebody but we don't have a clue what it would be like in their situation and that I think we've all been through that. Like there's those times where you're like, Oh geez. And then like I stop myself. I try my best to not judge anybody anymore because that like that could happen. That could have happened to me. It could have happened. I mean, there was a, there's so many times in my life personally where I could have made the wrong decision and could have easily met the wrong person and could have easily gone down that road. Yeah. And I'm grateful I'm not, but a lot of people are in that place where that's where it's taken them. You know, you get—that's yeah. what I've learned about trauma too. It's like you have trauma, then you know this emotional attachment to it, and then you get these—you start the addiction process, yeah. and then you get addicted to things that take away that feeling of that's being right. empty and yeah. sad. Yeah, and and then you go down the rabbit hole of 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 addiction, which is a whole other conversation.
0: Oh my gosh. Exactly. That's a whole other conversation. And, um, I, um, I think though that, you know, here's the thing, like if, if someone is coming to us for help, that's like, that's like someone, um, in a way, I mean, that's like the first step of, of, of recovery in a sense. And I'm not speaking recovery to addiction. I'm just speaking of being able to ask for help. You know, how many times we get a message that says, um, or, or, or a phone call or what an email that says like this, it's taken me two months to drum up the courage to email you for diapers mm. because they didn't plan for that. Right. We're all one decision or one incident away from a crisis, all of us. As we have so many people have learned over the last nine months, so I just had a woman come in the office the other day with three kids, and uh, her husband beat her up pretty bad, and um, it's stress related, and it's the that slow burn of not dealing with things because men, you know, are taught mostly to not to, to to not always deal with things. Sometimes they're taught to suppress. And he just lost it. So now she's living at home with her parents and her children and this. And now, you know, all all sorts of other financial things are happening and lawyers and stuff too. So, you know, for her to walk into our office, to our agency and ask for diapers was extremely difficult for her. She was shaking and, you know, Mm. it's those kinds of things that happen on a daily basis where they're not planned for. And so we need to lean in. We need to lean into those people and, and, and see them and listen to them and, and take care of them. And you know what happens when, that, when we do that? Is that they turn around and they give back. It's kindness, right? It's the domino effect of kindness.
1: Yeah. And you know what? The reality of it is, I be, I, I, you know, it's going to get worse moving forward for a little while because yeah. of people losing their jobs. Yes. And I don't, you know, obviously I don't want that to happen, but the reality of it is there is repercussions of shutting down an economy, okay. shutting things down for this, whatever, whether anyone believes it or not, or whatever your you know, thoughts are on this, what's going on.
0: Yeah. There's
1: going to be people that are dealing with real challenges that they weren't facing before. Oh, yeah. And that is traumatizing as well. Yes, like a lot is. of people are going to have to ask for help when they've never had to before. Yeah. There's going to be people that there's maybe trauma from when they were younger that is being exposed now and then they're, it's, it's being highlighted. And that's just the reality of what happens when something like this happens to a society. And yeah. I don't think a lot of the powers that be really have thought through what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And for me, I really see mental health as the number one problem or pandemic mm-hmm. in this situation. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I think what, what you're doing is so powerful because you're seeing it day to day. You're yeah. seeing like this real, this real life stuff, like people really dealing with this stuff.
0: Listen, I'm not like yeah, I, I don't want to. It's a contra, it's a controversial conversation about COVID and and I definitely don't want to get into it too much, but I will say that the cases of mental health and the cases of COVID in my life are ex- exponentially different. Right. Right. People are taking their lives. People are beating up their partners and their children. Right? People are in a massive mental health crisis.
1: You see that firsthand too. Like that's the thing. Like you every day actually, you see it.
0: But why it's, isn't that being talked about more than, or exactly. why, aren't, why aren't we talking about holistic health? Why aren't we talking about that? Why are we talking about vaccines and, and masks solving all the problems of the world? Like what the hell is going on? I, I know. And I'm not, Hey, I'm not saying that those aren't important things. I, I, I actually, it's.
1: Yeah we yeah
0: fine i'm not saying that but i i it's very frustrating i'm starting my blood pressure is rising i'm it's very frustrating to yeah. to be in this industry and and witness what's going on yeah.
1: yeah because this is you're seeing this real life happening and you know what it's okay this is the problem is right now people are afraid to even speak how they feel and it's bullshit and i think people should be able to talk about look we all understand this is a terrible thing that's happened. Like yeah. but like okay. Yeah. Let's but let's think about what is the like what is actually happening to people's brains and how they feel and how are they going to move forward? That is the real issue. And of course like yeah, it, it's not even worth like going into because like like it's it's the whole virus and all that is its own beast and yeah. what it's like a whole th- rabbit hole. It's not even worth it. At my point where I'm at now, I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll, you know, if you need me to wear a mask and that makes you happy, sure. No problem. Like there's, there's somebody to argue both sides, whatever. Okay. Stats show one thing. People say another, okay, whatever. I'll play the game. I respect you. If you, however you think, whatever, that's fine. Like, and I, I think, you know, but we should be able to have our opinion, which we do. And that's great. And that's where things have been lost a little bit. And the problem is, is people are afraid to speak out because of these kind of things that people are worried, like, Oh, you know, it's like,
0: well, listen, uh, yes. And the thing is when you and I were growing up and we were in school and, you know, college or whatever, no one could attack you behind a screen. Right. So this is part of this is probably the number one reason why we're all a little bit like, oh, I shouldn't say that or I shouldn't post that on Instagram or whatever, because then you're just going to get attacked. And and you know what? That's okay. I guess you can do it in a way you can have a conversation about things you disagree with in a way that's mature and and stuff. But, you know, I think that that's that's it. So you and I are going to have this conversation now and then maybe someone will (laughs) message me later and say, I don't like that, but that's okay, Lance. Like you say, who cares? I mean, I, I see um, heartbreaking situations coming mm. in every day and, and um, I'm very disappointed to be honest in, in uh, the lack of conversation around that. And furthermore, I know you have been affected by mental health in your, in your life with your brother and, and mm-hmm. stuff that's gone on. If you haven't, like say if you lived at a home that, Wasn't, it was a, it was, it was a very decent home. Everyone, like two working parents and, you know, everything was kind of, the dinner was on the table and there wasn't a lot of um, commotion maybe that went on. Doesn't mean that, you know, they didn't struggle or whatever. But if you were, have you've never been affected by mental health, then it's extremely hard to explain how, how, like for you, how would you be able to explain that to someone that what you went through and what your brother went through, you can't.
1: Yeah, it's... (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy because it's my situation is is pretty is pretty crazy because like here's the thing. The only I believe now the only reason that I'm able to see the love in myself and see the love for others now is because I had such great loving parents and family from 0 till till 11, right?
0: <gasps> wow. So I
1: 11. but there's a caveat there. There was a lot of fighting in my life, like a lot of emotional, like, you know, uh, my dad, he, 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 his way of, of, you know, dealing with things was by yelling and by, and both my parents, but it was like, he was never physically abusive, but he would, he could be verbally, he could be. You know, there's, there's ways to be verbally abusive in certain situations, but he was only like that because that's how he was raised. And exactly. and it made it challenging for for my mom and it made it challenging for us, but my dad was just doing the best he could, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and that was the thing is like, that's why I have so much compassion because, I mean, he's not here anymore. A lot of the reason is because of the stress he couldn't handle. Mm-hmm. And I rarely talk about this because... It is still really fresh, but it is something that I do like to talk about because sometimes we forget that our parents are humans and they're just doing the best they can. And my dad, I, he really provided for us. Him and my mom did their best and they gave me so much love uh-huh. that that was imprinted into my soul. And after that, we moved away as kids as When I was 11, me and my dad moved across the country from Edmonton to Victoria victoria on vancouver island and that's when things started to really unfold for me was splitting up from my family and then my dad married a a woman with four kids and the rest is history and and that was when the craziness happened oh yeah and then that's where the addictive behaviors came in that's where all my life sort of went haywire until well until recently you know it's it's been a crazy ride i wouldn't trade anything for now because it's helped me get to where i am now but now when i unpack it all
0: yeah
1: when i look back at even though i've gone through a lot of trauma a lot of different things it's that love that i received in those those years mm-hmm. that has allowed me to once i peel back the curtain and get through all the mess that is still there yeah. that is the reason and i give i owe my family so much like credit and and you know i could be a real a real pain in the ass growing up and stuff. But now like I can really look back and say like, I would not be able to do this without that foundation. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: that's gratitude though. Like you say, right.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's a really, it's challenging because like, I still deal with all this kind of shit this this the, this, bit, this this stuff comes surfacing, but I'm getting to the bottom of it, right? And that's yes. why I have compassion for people that have been through this stuff. Yes. And losing somebody to suicide, losing my dad to cancer because of his inability to process stress really gave me an awakening to understand how important this stuff is. Yeah. And each person has a story and each person has something that they've gone through. And that's important. And that is like, I, this is why I keep saying like, this is the most important thing is people's mental health. It is. That's, it is.
0: But again, like, like I said, unless you've been, unless you've been affected by it personally, like I yeah. hadn't, I hadn't really been until a family member um, about a decade, like, Oh, about 10 years ago now, um, I struggled and still does with mental health. And, and I was like, Oh, wow. Okay. Like I had no idea about it. I was very lucky that way. And Mm. had I not had that not come into my life, I wouldn't really have an understanding of, of it whatsoever. And, and how difficult it can be to manage medication and how difficult it can be to, to feel good when you have, you have so much to feel good for. You've got a family, you've got kids, you've got a job, you've got all these things, but why do I feel like shit every day? Why do I feel like I'm better off not here?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that, right? Because it's like, you know, well, what do you mean? You're, you have so much to live for though. You have so much good in your life. So it's really, it's, it's, it's really hard. And I will say that I'm reading this book right now called Untamed that I think I'm probably going to read like four times a year <laughs> and by Glennon Doyle. And she talks a lot about boys and she talks a lot about how we need to change the way that we are raising them a little bit. And mm-hmm. like your dad was probably raised in a home, maybe with a father that was the same way.
1: Yeah. It's just your the classic cycle, theater. Right? Everybody's, you know, and that really, that goes back to, you know, generations.
0: Well, totally. Oh, it's Yeah. And I, you know what, I just had this conversation with someone yesterday. If there's one thing I could say and one piece of advice I could give to any parent or uncle or anyone is to teach your children how to handle stress. Mm. Right. Mm. Because so for you and for I, for you and I, for example, and everyone in the world, we have triggers that come up. And sometimes those triggers can take us to a place for a minute that is very, very dark. And then when you come come back, you're like, whoa, that was crazy. You start making all sorts of stories up in your head and you and you feel that anger and resentment and pain and hurt. And it's real. And what it does into your what it does to your body is real too. Um, to be able to handle even that, because that's stress, right? Once those triggers come, then your body's stressed. So we need to be able to handle stress better. I know a lot of people in my life their dads just beat them when they need when they needed to be heard. Yeah. They were they were hit when they needed to be validated, they were dismissed all the time and that's just how they grew up. Yeah. So guess what happens now? That's what yeah. how they treat their children, right?
1: Yeah, and and that's why it's that's just all people knew. And
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And not to say it was right, but you know well, you know we gotta fix it at some point, and that's why I think with the conversation of like you know people a lot of i've I've talked about this a couple of times too, when it comes to people getting to the point of suicide it's a lot of it is they feel alone, you know yes. they feel yes. like exactly. nobody understands them, and nobody yeah. and that is so far from the truth. it's just when you're in that dark place, and I've been there, mm-hmm. you know. It's you feel you're the only one, but if they understand that other people are going through that too, if not worse, yeah, then that kind of alleviates the temporary pain a little bit to move on and just get through that. And the thing is, it's like this is what I've said as well it's like those thoughts are normal, like. Mm-hmm. everyone needs to just be more compassionate with themselves. It's okay to feel crazy thoughts. We all have the capabilities to be super dark or super light. That's yeah. That's the reality of our psychology. Mm-hmm. Like the, we all have the capabilities to think really dark thoughts. But we yeah. also have the ability to think a lot of really happy thoughts and that's okay. Yeah. If you're Human. in a, if you're in a yeah. tough spot, just, just know that fuck it's all right. You're okay. Like you're like, Don't like first lesson is just compassion for yourself. You're a human. This ride is difficult sometimes. And I think that gets lost because of the self judgment of how they should be or what they haven't done in their life or who they let down. And it's like, fuck them. Yeah. How do you like you? Everybody makes mistakes. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Like we're human. We have to remember that. And I think just being kind to yourself is the first step. And I think it's so easy to forget that, you know, like we're supposed to have this, like this, 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 this perfect person that we're supposed to be because of whatever, because of society tells us. And it's like, you know what? We don't have to be like that. And, and I, and I just, I think I, I try. And like you said, if people that haven't been through it, it's hard for them to relate. And that's why for me, I feel called in this area because there's so many levels that I can relate to with people now in my own life that I can, I see, I can see them. I can see that what they're going through, you know, and, and to be able to provide that for people and to be able to help them because they just need to get through that first little hump. And then, you know, there's always something brighter on the other side of that, you know,
0: You know, you're so right. Here's a quick story about um, a mama that we helped. So she's a single mom of five and um, she, one of her sons is autistic and one of her, she's got twins. They're two and one of them is non-functional, not completely non-functional. So anyways, uh, we had a couple hair salons approach us and say, Hey, we want to partner with you. We want to take on one mama a month to get a hair makeover. And so like completely complimentary. So that's cut, color, highlight, style, whatever they want, right? So I reached out to her and uh, we sent her to the salon and she got a complete hair makeover. And she was a, like a bawling hot mess the entire way home. And she sent us this email and it was just like, I don't know. It was just like you've changed my life. You've given me hope. You've you've made me feel like I can get up in the morning and I can do this and all this kind of stuff. And I'm and like for me, I'm like holy shit. Like, whew, okay, that was really uh, awakening and very humbling. It's little things like that that matter, and that's what I was saying to you earlier. Like that's why you know with Mamas for Mamas, we we really try to just see you and and hear you and lean into you and love on you and 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 wrap our kind of our mama tribe around you and just and give you hope Mm. that that you that that your journey to where you are today doesn't have to define you anymore Mm. it doesn't right from here on let's start a new one you know let's let's do this and let's do it together and we're always going to be here for you um no matter
1: what what's the process that goes on so somebody comes and sees you and then how do they create a new story a new like that's really the way that's really the thing it's like we get caught in the old stories of yeah. our lives and yeah. we take that story and we still think we're in that story now, and it's actually not true mm-hmm. like we no, are, it's not we are here and It's the ability to switch and create a new story, but it's not that easy because we are so used to identifying with that story and we've got a lot of different validation or we've got a lot of attention, whether it be good or bad to that story. So sometimes leaving that feels uncomfortable because we identify to that story so much. So starting a new one is challenging. Yeah, How do you really see hard. that working out? How do people start to create new stories? And like, maybe, what are some of the things that that people are doing to do that to in, in their own lives?
0: Well, I mean, I think um, first of all, letting down your guard, right? And like, like you have said, you know, you talk, you've talked openly about your your journey growing up, and that's hard to do because being vulnerable is hard to do. Um, I think that would be step one. So when someone comes to see us, or when someone comes to reach out. Um, usually they're at a place of desperation because it's taken them so long to get there to ask for help. So that's a very good sign. Mm.
1: Um,
0: we and then I would say adding joy into your life, no matter what. Like so, what so what is it that you love to do? What is it that you that brings joy into your life? Right. I don't care if it's a bubble bath. <laughs> I don't care if it's journaling, like anything that you can do, a book, anything. So I want, so I would say to them, I want you to keep adding joy into your life every single day and surround yourself with people who are good Mm -hmm. and who will have your back and who think the way that you do and who aren't, you know, the, you know, when you hang out with someone and they're like kind of like an emotional vacuum Right. It's a bit, right. It's a bit exhausting. You might love them, but it's, you know, that is that, you know, um, just, just the the positive, the uplifting people, like who you surround yourself with, I think is really important.
1: How, so this is, this is, this is probably a difficult question. Well, not really, but I mean, difficult question to have with anybody that's going through a hard time. It's usually, Mm -hmm getting them out of victim mentality and into Mm -hmm. empowerment because Mm -hmm. right it's like okay how do you say that to somebody that's been through a lot and we've talked about this before Mm -hmm. and you know just like different ways of the way things are worded can sometimes be like offensive to certain people and Mm -hmm. get on the defense Mm -hmm. and it can it's a challenging conversation to say Mm -hmm. look you're a stop being a victim be empowered it's like yeah that's not that easy again But at the end of the day, the only way we can move forward, right? Is to somehow have an empowerment within ourselves. Now, a question for me is like, how do we do that? Like, what what are some ways that you feel can really empower people to be able to take the first step and and get out of the victim mentality, the victim seat, because so many people sit in that seat, not just people that have been through like trauma and abuse and stuff, but just right? life in general. I no don't victim, right. So yeah. how do we do that? What do you see as being, how does that conversation even start?
0: Well, I mean, that is a tough question. It's, and it's very complex, but I mean, perspective is everything, right? It's everything, isn't it? Like, you know, we, we can't control the wind, but we can adjust the sails. So mm-hmm. I would say like yeah, yeah. Well, it's true, and and like like I said, I would say just 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 you their hat. Okay, I have someone in my life who the the perspective is not there. There is never any perspective, and it's hard because you see that going. Well, like, but hold on. <laughs> if you looked at it that way, or and and so anyway. So I, m- my answer is sometimes it's difficult depending on the person, but. To be involved in giving back, to be involved in a charity. So for anyone, any of our mamas, that's why we call it the karma market, by the way, at our at our office, because we when 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 we when you come in, when a client comes in and we help them with stuff, whether it be resources or donations or whatnot, the the way that we like to have it is that they come back and they then donate stuff back, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're in that environment, the more you are, we find the more that they want to be there and the more they want to help. And the next thing you know, you have some people volunteering Mm -hmm. and slowly you start to see that like, oh, wow, there are a lot of people out there that have it so much worse than I do. And maybe, you know, I need to like, like throw that victim card out and start, you know, being more grateful and having better perspective and giving back more. I swear, giving back feels, it's like a, it's like a spiritual like dance every day. It's It's—it's it's truly the most uplifting. Even if you did, I, you know, I bought, I bought someone behind me a, a coffee in a Starbucks lineup the other day and it just, you drive away and I, I'm not sure who feels better at that point. Like, is it me or is it the person behind me?
1: Yeah. So I would
0: say, I would say really try to, 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 to put yourself in a position where you're, you know, donating your, either your time or, or whatever means you have giving back to the community and, and just keep adding joy into your life and, and, and surrounding yourself with, with like-minded people who are going to make you feel good about yourself. Um, and reading, like I, you know, I think we, we have the, have you heard of the five minute journal?
1: Mm -hmm. I haven't. Yeah
0: you do? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We have those at our office and just really encouraging people to journal and to write write down their feelings and, and just stay in that moment of, of, of gratitude. And, you know, Tony Robbins always says um, that when we let go of expectations and bring and bring in gratitude, it changes your life forever. And it sounds so simple, but it's so true. Mm. Don't you think like expectations are the enemy. They are like, yeah. the worst <laughs>
1: they they are because it's just and and those it, that's what brings on a lot of depression yeah because it's you have expectations and if they don't happen then you yes. feel bad about yourself
0: well you're but right and yeah and then you're always let down every day mm-hmm. you feel and you know what you just nailed it it's that victim mode it's that maybe that's what it is maybe the more expectations that we have maybe the more victimized we feel Mm. I
1: i also i also believe that the narrative of of how people look at goals and dreams and stuff has been a bit is has a bit uh i don't necessarily agree with what we've been taught is that you have a goal and then if you don't get to the goal, you feel bad. And then that's like, say, oh, I want to do this. I have these expectations and then I fail. So then, oh, well, I suck. And now yeah. I might as well just quit or I might as well just whatever decision I'm going to make. The problem is with that is that it's the journey of getting there is the thing that you're actually seeking that we don't talk about. Yeah. Like it's not getting to the thing that is the rewarding part. It's the journey that you go through that you look back at and talk about. That's the rewarding part, but we forget that. Whatever yeah. we get to, the goal or the expectation and the end, re- get the end result, there's never going to be the end result. There's always going to be another thing that you want to get to. You buy the yeah. car, it's not enough. You buy the boat, it's not enough. And that, That's why you see people, celebrities and high-profile people that have everything still having the same issues as people that are with nothing. It's that the, it's like the conversation is wrong. It's like your perspective on the journey is really what you should be focusing on. And that, and the acceptance of the good and the bad as part of it, it's like, it's okay that it's not happening exactly the way as planned because that could very well bring you other opportunities that are going to be better than what you thought.
0: Yes. So it's like that's a that's a very very healthy and emotionally mature way to think, and I think that um, we should all be our goal in life should should all get to a place where. That is happening. And, you know, I, I when I was um, in my early twenties, mid twenties, I took these courses, these, they were called the man woman courses and they were all about how to relate to the opposite sex. And I think I took about six of them they were really fun and really interesting. And one thing like a lot of things. But one thing that I learned from that was about attachment. So not being attached to outcomes, mm. which is coincides with expectations, I think a little bit, doesn't it? But I remember the story they told me about, they were married, this couple that used to lead the, the courses. And um, they were going to fly out to um, the hometown of where the husband lived. And she didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, what do you mean? Like Thanksgiving or whatever, you have to come. And she was like, I'm just not feeling up to it. And so he said, okay, no problem. And imagine, right? Imagine the, the, the chaos that would cause in a lot of relationships. Um, but she went and it turns out the entire household got like a really bad stomach flu. And uh, so anyway, the point of the story was, Just listen to your, you know, listen to your intuition and allow space for us to be ourselves and make our own decisions and, Mm -hmm. and just, and really kind of just stay in that place of, you know, obviously compassion and you want to, you know, please others to a certain extent, but you want to be really careful with that too. Right.
1: Totally. Yeah. I think just an intention is important. Set an intention, you know, like yeah sometimes and and that is itself is 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 a great goal. just set an intention, and that's the thing is surrender to the process, yes, like forget it doesn't matter as long as what does matter though is that you're just doing the best you can, yeah you know because that a lot of times people only don't hit their goals because they didn't do their best anyways and it's it creates this like this like this like depression because you know you could have done more and blah 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 but really at the end of the day that's all you have to focus on is just have you done your best if you have great right and if you haven't then do like try your best tomorrow you know it's like there's not like there's no thing there's no reason to like beat yourself up and it's the beating ourselves up that get us in trouble yeah that's the times when, and I, people tell me all the time, you're too hard on yourself. You're too hard on yourself. Cause I am, I mm-hmm. beat myself up too much and it doesn't serve me. It literally blocks off anything coming into my life. And it's always when I'm loose and light and just like, oh, well, if it works out, things just work out. Yeah. You know? But I know I have to put in the work, right? I have to be yeah. honest with myself. Yeah. Like again, I'm in the driver's seat. What can I control today? Okay. I can control what I, how much time I go on social media. I can control how much I'm doing. And this is with anybody that wants to create a new story. It's like, all right, if you're going to start today, what are the things that you can just do mm-hmm. today? Even if it's one thing, it's like yeah. do your best at that one thing. And then, okay, tomorrow. And it's like, that is, that's what I feel like is, is like the empowerment is just doing what you can do to, to, to move the needle forward not anybody else and yeah. then whatever happens happens it's like I just think we so we're so caught up on yeah like these like weird expectations of like our conditioning or like you're supposed to be like this by a certain age you're supposed to be like that and I I mean we've all dealt with it I mean my whole life I'm like I was always told, well, you should do this, and you should do that, and I always ignored it. I was like, no, I'm going to do what I want to do, and I've always, I've always done it. That's one thing I can say is I've always listened to my gut, yeah, even though good. I've done a lot of stupid shit in my life. I've always let, I've always listened to the call. Sell everything, move away. It feels, it, everyone tell me you're, I'm crazy, but I did it anyways. And like you said earlier, it's really important to listen to that. It's, yeah, it is. Everybody's got a a skill or a unique gift in their life.
0: Uh-huh. And
1: that can't be ignored.
0: Uh-huh.
1: That is what that's society that's ego, we're told to ignore the call, the knocking, like, hey, I'm here. Are you gonna uh-huh. are you gonna step into this? Or are you gonna let me, you know, and then and then we talk ourselves out of it. And I believe that anybody that has been through abuse or trauma or any sort of hard times uh-huh. has more of a gift to offer the world Mm-hmm. than somebody that hasn't. So if we can get together and help people that have been through this stuff understand that when they can get through that, they have so much to offer the world. Yeah. That maybe oh. that'll help them see things differently, right? Yeah. Oh, is that
0: absolutely.
1: Getting through that is like being able to tell the story of getting through the thing is going to help so many people. And a lot of yeah. times I believe like if I could have told my younger brother that, if I could have changed his perspective when he was 18 and be like, look, you're going through a hard time here, but man, if you can get through this, think about how many people you can help. And that yeah. immediately puts them in an empowered position. Yeah. Because it's a responsibility to humans and, and to being of service. And usually people just want to feel important and be of yeah. service.
0: Oh, everyone right. just wants to feel seen and, yeah. and heard and validated, right? The thing is, if you were grown, if you were raised, so what we see a lot is you know, being raised in a home where no one believed in you and no one told you that you were good enough. And so what happens then is that you grow up to not trust yourself. It sounds like you, you at least you grew up to trust yourself in a way. So a lot of, so imagine that, so they're, they have it, they have an idea, but they don't trust their idea because Mm. they were never, they were never taught to trust themselves or they were always dismissed. Right. So with, with what we do is that we want to be all the, all the research shows it takes one person to come into your life and to take you under their wing and to kind of show you that you are good enough and that you are worthy and that, that, one person can change the path of, a, say, a teenager, for example, right? Just one person. So we are trying to be that, that person for a lot of these people who really, really need to be picked up. And, um, and slowly, day by day, in baby steps, we will continue, like I said, to just be their support system in, in, in a few different ways and hope and pray that their children can can step away from that and, and, you know, not have to rely on, on poverty agencies and, and income assistance and stuff to get through life that they're better than, that. and they can, and they will, but they just have to be told and showed how to do it.
1: Yeah. Like, they got to be seen and loved.
0: They do. And, you know, we do all these Christmas hampers and a couple of years ago um, what we, a lot what we do is sometimes we reach out to schools in low income pockets of the city and the principal picks the families and then they get a wish list from the family mm. and the wish list oh my god lance the wish lists are a little some of them are a little bit heartbreaking and this one year um he, this boy was eight years old and all that he had on his wish list was a sandwich uh. that's it sorry yeah uh. So this kid wanted a sandwich for Christmas. And I mean, you and I know how good a, like a good sandwich is, right? So he's probably had one and he just probably thinks about that damn sandwich every day. And, um, so what we did was we got him a, you know, I think we got him like a $50 gift card to Subway and we got him a bunch of of other stuff, but this is his reality And so, you know, we, we're going to lean into that family and you're, and you're going to find out what's going on and how we can help and, you know, and that kind of thing. And so that's kind of what we're here for. We, we are, we just want to, to see you and to hear you and to love on you and, and make sure that, you know, that you are good enough and that you can get through whatever emotional trauma that you have in your life. And we've got counselors and social workers, like we're a team
1: I something came to me while you're saying that, and I've been thinking about this a lot. And I think it a lot of it too is allowing them to think bigger, like yes. allowing them to dream bigger than the sandwich, like yes, you know, because that's all they know. And I even thought about this yes. when I saw a, a homeless person the other day, and he's asking for a, a quarter, and I felt like saying, ask for five bucks, yes, like ask for f- <laughs> like I mean, honestly though. Hey. Like, it's like yeah. somebody will probably give. It's the same thing, whether you're asking for five bucks or a quarter. It's like, and I'm like, oh man, that uh, this thing went off in my head, and I was like, it's like being able to allow. If you're in that position, there's just such a, a mindset as well that sometimes can limit us. And yeah. you know, what would happen if that if he if he wanted a sandwich? Well, what would happen if he thought bigger? What would start yeah. to happen if everybody started to freely dream?
0: Yes, right? I love what you're saying right now. Yeah. Everyone makes fun of me at work cuz they're always like dream big, right Andrea, dream big. It's, I'm it's, like, you freaking know it. But like, that's
1: the first step. Yes. All of the most successful people in the world, I listen to them and I I mean this is just stuff that I am like if it's if it's in your awareness, if you if you don't think of it and you're wishing for something or thinking about things that are just small, like that's all you're, that's all you're going to get. You're not going to get anything bigger than that. So no. you, you might as well draw right. out the craziest, most insane things, all the things you want, put it out there, have the awareness because then it's possible. If you can think it, it's possible. Yes. So anybody that's in a scarcity situation, a lot of times it's like, it's not going to solve it overnight but the first step is to plan out without thinking about how, how is this going to happen? This, this is me. I can't do this. It's like, well, no, we are all, we're all capable. It's like, first thing though, is the, is to get it out on paper and think big, you know, stop asking for a quarter and ask for five bucks. Like that's literally, that's like literally the mindset you have to have. Yeah. Right. From the universe too. It's like, I, and and here's the thing, and this is this is like what I've been trying to play with myself as far as like the game I play, is like I want to write a book, and then in my head I'm like I want to be a New York Times bestseller. Yeah. And for me, it's like, well, you that's impossible. You're not going to sell that. That's impossible. Who are right. you to think that? Right. Then I'm like, fuck off. Thank you for keeping me safe. But like, sorry to swear, but <laughs> man, I mean, I don't. I, that's literally what I have to say. And yeah. then I'm like. I have to put myself in the position of I'm already a New York Times bestseller. I'm our, what does it feel like to be that? What does it feel like? Who am I talking to? Who's congratulating me? What does it look like? That's the stuff, the games that I play with myself mm-hmm. as far as like, this is all Joe Dispenza stuff. But this is the kind of mindset that the only way you can even think to create something else is by thinking of it first.
0: Yeah. Manifesting.
1: Right. And I don't think a lot of people that are going through challenging times or struggling mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. poverty have had the, uh, had the chance to just mm-hmm. think about their dream and actually really, as cheesy as it is, get cheesy with it. What do you have to lose? You know? Yeah,
0: totally. And, and I think it does come down to worthy, you know, the guy on the street, Right he's he you know that he's not in his mind he's not worthy of asking for five dollars because again going back to our conversation earlier you know he's not he's not even get people don't even look at him yeah so i mean i i would love it for everyone out there to start seeing people on the streets and people who are in poverty as human beings Mm. that didn't necessarily plan to be where they are
1: totally. whether
0: they struggle from addiction or uh, mental health it all. goes hand in hand or what, or whatnot. If you sat down with that person and you heard their story, you know, you yeah. would probably, you probably feel like an asshole because you totally. have been, I guess, lived a, a, a bit of a privileged privileged life where that was maybe never talked about in your home or, you know, you just haven't, you haven't tapped into that yet. So it's time, but it's time to tap into that because we we need to change the landscape of of poverty pretty quickly.
1: Yeah. 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 It's the compassion we got to have. And the kindness. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's the thing is like, I obviously can't give money to everybody on on the streets, but I have, like I've given, I, I like, if I have five bucks, I'll give five bucks. If I, I've given 20, like I, I, I don't feel that giving for me, I'm like, what is a quarter going to give this person? I'm like, if I'm going to give it, I'm going to just be like, here you go. Like, yeah. And I just, I've even said to them before, and I mean, I don't want to like make this like offend anybody by this, but I've actually been like, man, ask for more. Like, just, just yeah. ask for more because nobody's Aww. carrying change. Like people are, I know, and I've, I've actually said that. Yeah. And I think you're right. They don't believe they're worthy of that. And, no. but it's like the same action. Someone's going to be more inclined to like, to give them that, like if somebody asked me, Hey, did five bucks. Oh, good job. You asked me, okay. Yeah. I don't have a quarter, but I have five bucks. It's like, and it's a weird way of thinking, but I I really believe that like that, that in itself to help people that just think differently. And I know that's, it's a hard process, but it's like the ability to just think different and be able to dream big It all makes things possible, right? So
0: it does make things possible. And I think that we're working on it. And even just having people like you around who are just, you're really, um, what's cool about you is that you're, you're a guy who people might not think have that like spiritual kind of like if we're going to be stereotypical but you're out there you can relate to guys you can relate to dudes you know (laughs) and then you can also relate to the more feminine sort of spiritual side too and I think that's beautiful and I love what you're doing and I'm so grateful that there's people out there and I think that's sorry, people out there like you. And I think that's, what's shifting in the world. You know, your father and my father and our grandparents, I don't think there was many guys like you doing podcasts, you know, or, (laughs) you know, so we're, uh, we're, 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 we're stepping in the right direction. I just, I just need people to, to kind of um, just up their emotional intelligence game a little bit. Like if you've come from a home where, you know, I have a friend of mine who's, um, he, uh, he's worked hard his whole life, right? He started his own business when he was 21. And he's like, I work hard, you know, and, you know, get off the streets and get your shit together. And I'm like, man, like, it's, it's, it's tough to hear that. Right. And, and the reality is, is that he, he didn't have a, you know, an uncle slip into his, you know, bed, you know, for three years right Mm -hmm. he he doesn't get taken down crippled anxiety by the sound of a a belt buckle undoing and the smell of whiskey on his breath he's been very very lucky that way i'm not saying he's had it easy that's the thing a lot of people who who are in that mindset they haven't had an easy life but they certainly haven't experienced the, the kind of trauma that we see every day so there's lessons there for everybody and we can, we can change this. We just need to, there needs to be a little bit more of a a release of judgment and then an an acceptance um, to learn.
1: I love that. that release of judgment and acceptance to learn. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So if people want to learn more, where can they go? What are some things like we they can look forward to coming up? Is there any sort of any? Well, I mean, it is Christmas time coming up, so
0: yeah, yeah. So we're doing a whole bunch of oh, well, one thing that's really cool is that we're doing a whole bunch of Christmas hampers. So what we do is like I kind of touched on earlier the sandwich, right? We we get the wish list and we have people spo- who want to sponsor. So we we literally say, okay, here's this wish list from this family and this wish list, and we've got people little beautiful souls all over the lower mainland right now who have taken on families and, and, and businesses who have taken on families. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really cool. Like honestly, Lance, like a hundred of them. It's just amazing. And, and, and we don't have to do anything. We get the wish lists and then we send it to the family and then they take it from there. But wow. yeah, and and um, we are we have an Amazon wish list going right now. Uh, it's called a toy drive, and all the gifts are being sent to my house, and they're all being um, shipped off to BC Children's Hospital and the Ronald McDonald House. So they'll be mm-hmm. get given to families who have children in treatment, um, like children who are really sick or injured. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing we're doing, which I am so passionate about, is the homeless teen hamper program. So we're, we have a list of things that, um, we've been given from, it's called touchstone family association in Richmond and they, they deal with at risk teens all the time. That's what they do. So, yeah, so we have a list of things like, think about if you were living on the streets, like warm socks, clothes, you know, chapstick gift cards.
1: And how can people help out? How, how where can we send them?
0: So, yep. Yeah, so what, so if you wanted to help out with the, the Christmas hamper program is closed cause it's getting too late, but if you wanted to help out with the homeless teen program um, they could either a give out, like send us a gift card and we could go buy the items or um, they can go buy the items. They can email me and then I can tell them, tell them what we need and I can like, we can go and pick up the items from them. We, it, we make it as easy as possible for the donors. Yeah. And then we're going to deliver all the hampers. I'd love to help
1: me personally. I think that's so awesome. Like, oh,
0: thank you. That's, yeah. I mean, you have a that, hoodie that you don't wear, you know, like an old, like not old, but you know, like a good conditioned hoodie or something like anything like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And it's so cold out there. And, oh, man, oh it breaks my heart.
0: I, honestly, I can't even Lance with the whole, like I can't, I it's, it's, it's heavy. It's heavy stuff. So, and the other thing we're going to do that will make you happy is that in the hampers, they're all, all the items are going in big backpacks, you know, and mm. inside those hampers, we're going to put a printed out lists of resources for these kids, mm. you know, so that they can turn to if they need.
1: Okay. And where do we find you? What's the website and everything we'll put in the show notes?
0: Sure. So it's www.mamasformamas.org. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then, um, I can send you my email address while you have it, but I can, I can give you the email address, um, that is the best. It's our Vancouver email address, which is YVR at mamas Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, it's, such a, it's <laughs> the, yeah,
1: this, the, this is, this is such a, it's such a powerful, conversation of, of bringing awareness to this stuff. So, thank you for what you do. I think I think yeah. it's amazing and you know, I know that this can be challenging. So, I I actually want to just end off with this question. It's kind of like how are you how are you dealing like after you deal after you go and you you're 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 facing these challenges and helping people get through these things. How do you Take that home with you, like how do you wine
0: with that? wine <laughs> yeah. Yeah. just kidding <laughs> um, I have to say, I get this asked this question a lot, and my answer is the benefits and joy that it brings me to help well outweighs the um, the the knowing of the pain that some people are in mm. it's it's i mean you can't you should it, yeah yeah and and again it's that contagious part of giving back like once you do it's it's you just want to keep doing it more and more because you know what's going on out there I can't sit back and not do anything about it right so it truly is I'm fine actually there are some stories that are that are tough but when we hear those stories we just help more and we just keep leaning in and leaning in and help more and more yeah so it feels, it, it gives me fire. I mean, I I don't know what the heck else I would be doing right now if I weren't doing this, you know. Amazing, yeah. So it's good. Thank well, you. Well, thank
1: you so much. I appreciate thank
0: you it. so much. So you are doing you. good things too. Uh, Look at you, oh, in man. your adversity. Con- I mean, gosh, you are like. You're like a resource. I'm like, um, oh, you want to hear about adversity? Go to Lance Isio's page. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I look, I'm serious. I'm just trying. That's what I, I, I'm really trying to be that and grow that. And, you know, I haven't really put, done any sort of growth in like Vancouver or anything. And I really, that's my goal. Like I really yeah. want to do more and be able to connect and be a resource and be able to, you know, create, um, More awareness and be able to help where I can, you know. And up until this point, it's just kind of been just kind of whoever listens, listens. But like, I really like to start, you know, working towards really being of service in these different areas where I can. And the show has allowed me to kind of create that. And now it's kind of like, I feel the next part of my journey is to, like, okay, how do we take this to, you know, more people and how do you know how can i help further in you know what i've learned from all these amazing people like yourself so well
0: we can talk about this further if you want but i one idea i had for you is like maybe we could maybe we could find a a a teen at risk and you could do a podcast with them and Mm. and 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 or her and hear their story and just give people an idea of 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 what that looks like, like a very humbling look into the heart and soul of what this child has gone through and is going through.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's. I love that. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's more, yeah, these, these kind of things. And the more I, the more I learn and the more that I heal myself, the more I feel called to give back and do the same. Because if I tried to do any of this stuff two or three years ago, I couldn't even do it for myself. So now that I feel yeah. like I am healing and like, I'm just beginning. I feel like it's my duty to kind of have the awareness and and to be able to help where I can. So, Well, thank you. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. If you guys did get value from that, please leave us a review on Apple if you want to help and support the show. Share it with a friend. And if you aren't subscribed, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to or on YouTube. It's greatly appreciated. I hope you guys have a very safe and happy holiday season and I really hope that you're doing your best with what you have and looking deep and having compassion and love for yourself because any change that needs to happen needs to start with ourselves and we need to realize nobody's perfect, we all have a story, we need to just accept our story and love every piece of our story because it's so important in healing ourselves in our truth so that we can move forward i love you guys have an amazing day we'll catch you next time